sisters, it's time to live with intention, embrace your unique beauty, and grow spiritually. Katrina, life enthusiast and author, will share with you empowering messages and motivations that will help you master belief in yourself and to walk in your purpose. Welcome back. Welcome back to Beautifully Seasoned Women. I am glad you decided to just join me today. Um, I have a special treat for you. This is going to be a different type of message today. I have a person that I'm interviewing and I call her Miss Hollywood. And she's going to share with us just some, some experiences that she's had um, hmm, that I thought was very interesting. So before we start the interview, I want to share with you what, I, what I'm drinking. And I am drinking a smoothie and I have kale in it and apple in it. Oh, it's just so good. And a little lemon in it and also celery. And so that's all blended together nice and cold. And I have that in my wine glass. And so, yeah, I encourage you if you have anything that you like to drink that does your body some good go ahead and have that next to you along with your journal you might find something that's interesting to you i will also like to add to your spiritual garden and so i'm gonna go with deuteronomy chapter 4 verses 9 it says only give heed to yourself and keep your soul diligent so that you do not forget the things from which your eyes have seen and they do not depart from your heart all the days of your life and make them known to your sons and your grandsons. And then another one from Deuteronomy says, and this is Deuteronomy 32, 7. It says, remember the days of old, consider the years of all generations. Ask your father and he will inform you your elders, and they will tell you. And so I just uh, decided to use that scripture because, you know, we all have just different experiences that we've had in our life. And with those experiences, hmm, it's just a richness with them. Whether they're good or bad, they're still part of our history. And each one of us has a special history to share. And that leads me to our guest and our guest is Miss Hollywood. I call her Miss Hollywood and she is going to share with us some experiences she's had along the way. She's actually had a very interesting past and with this past she was able to meet some people that we, we are familiar with. Some people that we familiar with their music and I just love just to hear kind of a little bit more more insight about these people and so i just want to introduce her today for you and she is she will just tell us i'm just gonna let her go at it and i'm just gonna let her go ahead and, and share with us some things that she experienced just wanted to say um sadly purvis fan has passed away and he's known as the blues man from um, AM 1390. And this is a person that 
Miss Hollywood, Annette, knows personally. So she is going to talk to us about how she knows him and then also go into some of her experiences that she has that when she was here in Chicago with the Regal Theater and when she was in California and maybe even we can get the privilege of, of hearing some of these stars that she's she's met before. And so I want you to sit back because this is just really, I mean, I was just really uh, I was starstruck, I guess you could say. I was starstruck. So thank you for joining us, Annette. Miss Hollywood, thank you for being here. Okay, well, thank you for having me. Yes, I am so glad you agreed to come on and just talk to us about what you know. We're going to start off with Purvis Span. We're going to start off with him. And then you're going to just share with us just some things that happened during that time and, and just how you, you know, how your life was during that time and the things you did and the people you met. And uh, we're just going to sit back and listen to you, sis. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness okay well you know um not to date myself but it all started i guess back in the day uh when i got out of high school i was a, uh, in modern dance i went to dunbar vocational as a matter of fact i went to dunbar vocational when mr t was there um he was um known as t row because his name is lawrence t row and he did a lot of stuff you know but, um, yeah, so I, uh, after, after high school, I guess, right, after high school, after graduating, I started working at, um, I was, as a matter of fact, I joined a dance group first. It was called the Bill Cody Dancers. And what happened, Bill Cody Dancers, we would rehearse at a club on 55th and State, and it was called, I think it was the Burning Spear. And as a matter of fact, Mr. Purvis Fan, who just, you know, passed recently, owned um, that, uh, you know, that, that, that club. And that's how I met Mr. Span, and that's how I ended up um, being his secretary. <laughs> and then he gave me the show on, the, on his radio station um, after he left WDON. As a matter of fact, um, WDON had um, fired he and the rest of the uh, DJs, um, what was it, Herb Kent, uh, Butterball, somebody, I, think, I can't remember that name, Wesley Slaus, and as a matter of fact, I believe it was Wesley Slaus and Mr. Stan who got together and they sued, uh, you know, for being, you know, fired, and that's how they were able to get the WZON building, and eventually they got a what is it? What is it called? A frequency. It was originally 1450 WZON, but um, I guess they couldn't get that frequency, so they had 1390. A lot of people may kind of remember if they remember listening to, you know, WZON radio. But um, Mr. Span had um, rest his soul in peace. Um, he had um, a club, and he um, and I was a dancer. Uh, with the Bill Cody dancers, and he needed a secretary, so I became his secretary. And then, you know, um, you know, we we had Al Green and different entertainers because he became a um, promoter, concert promoter. So let's see now, which way should I go? <laughs> so um, yeah, so so 
let's see, after we, after Mr. Span had the radio station, at some point, um, I lost track of him, um, you know, because I believe I moved to California and came back to Chicago, kind of back and forth, back and forth. Um, my visits to California, I don't know if I'll start there also. My visits to California, uh, while I was out there, um, there was a concert and my friend was at the concert and I was, uh, you know, just kind of fed up with LA and I said, oh, I'm going to go back. But then I said, oh, wait a minute, there was a concert and a friend of mine, I was so happy that I have a friend from California, I mean, from Chicago in California. So I ran and hung out with her and her, I guess her daughter uh, was a little girl, four years old and Marvin Gaye had a son, four years old, Bubby. And, um, so I started hanging with her and we just hung out. I think it was, what was that? It was a concert that they used to give the, the cool jazz festival, I think. Hmm. And I, yeah, you remember the cool jazz festival? I do. I, I vaguely um, remember that. Yeah. And so they would go around to different places. So this was San Diego. Anyway, let's see. So when I, I was ready to leave L.A. You know, I was kind of fed up, you know, it was just, um, you know, I, I had friends and then I met different people and uh, the friend of mine that came with, I guess we kind of just, you know, she was just fed up. It wasn't uh, as easy as we thought it would be because financially and different things, but I was determined to stay there. So I met a friend that was from Chicago and she was, uh, I guess, on the road with Marvin Gaye. But I was so busy, you know, happy to uh, to see somebody that I knew, you know, from Chicago. So I kind of hung out with her. And um, she was, you know, saying, oh, I'm with Marvin. And I'm like, okay, okay. And it's interesting. I'm, I haven't told this story in so long. It's interesting because it's now coming back to me um, how I met Marvin through her. As a matter of fact, I remembered that. Um, after, was it after the concert or something, uh, everybody came back to Marvin Gaye's hotel and I was just kind of fed up like, oh, I, okay, I'm not coming around just to be hanging out and everything. I'm glad to see my friend, that's my partner, you know, but back in Chicago, I'm going to stick with her. But, you know, she, she was having fun or whatever. And Marvin Gaye was, uh, it was in his, um, room, hotel room. And he was sitting on the top of the bed, you know, your headboard to a bed. He was mm -hmm. sitting on that with his son and they were just looking at everybody partying. Okay. And then I was just sitting on the floor because I was like, oh, I wanted, you know, I, I didn't come for no party. I thought this girl was, you know, we was just hanging out and then here's this party. Okay. Somehow or another, <clears throat> at some point we ended up on the bus and ended up in Palm Springs with uh, Marvin Gaye, because I was with my friend, but, you know, I think her daughter was playing with his son. I think Bubby was four at the time, and her daughter was four. So we ended up, you know, um, at his home in Palm Springs. Oh, and wow. um, I wasn't really interested in partying and stuff, but people were there having fun. And I think, I guess uh, at some point, something happened to my leg. I got a, like a little rash from something. And um, at some point, Marvin Gaye saw that on my leg. 
and he came over to me and he said, what's on your wet on your leg? And he brought something and kind of put it on there. And he told me to, you know, he's going to come back and check it, you know? And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I was just sitting around while everybody was having fun. I was like, oh, shucks, let me get out of here. I guess I was kind of just, you know, fed up with, with LA and, um, so how he was ended it? Up, mm-hmm. How huh? was it? Um, now your friend who was there, why was she there? What role did she play? Why was she there with well, Marvin what, Gaye? Yeah, I, I'm not sure because we weren't together. How she got there, she was there. I was there um, with another friend who had she left, and then I was just there by myself. Okay. And something happened where um, I'm, I'm trying to remember. This is so far back. Um, somehow or another, I was glad to see her because mm-hmm. she was like my friend, friend from, you know, Chicago, right. out in L.A. So she was like, oh, girl, I'm with Marvin Gaye. You know, his daughter, I mean, his son is the same age as my daughter, and they hang out. And I said, well, girl, I'm just glad to see you, you because, friend. you know, you, we, we, we from Chicago. and We out mm-hmm. here in L.A., so I'm, right. I'm going to hang with you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> and. Um, so, you know, hanging with my friends, um, um, you know, we, I guess, the, I think it was a cool jazz festival back then. And okay. so she said, you know, I'm with Marvin, his, his daughter, I mean, his son is the same age as my daughter. And so that's why they were hanging out. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to hang with you. Okay. So evidently something, you know, after the, after the concert, you know, we got on the bus. And, oh, this is interesting because on the, we got on the bus with the, the musicians and my friend and her daughter. I mean, yeah, her daughter. And I guess we fell asleep because this was in, I guess, San Diego. Somehow or another, we ended up in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. And what was very interesting was the fact that it, was, it, it became a bus full of women. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, how did that happen? Right. <laughs> but I guess I, we slept through it. And then we ended up in Palm Springs and everybody was all happy, you know, going to Marvin Gaye's house in Palm Springs. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Oh, well, I got to leave from here because I didn't want to be bothered with all of that. They thought I was stuck up. They were, you know, his band guys were like, "Mm, you know, what's your problem? I don't have a problem. I just, you know, I just want to go home now. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was interesting. So I asked Marvin Gaye, I was like, you know what, do you have a phone? And he said, sure. I said, okay. And I'm getting on the phone trying to figure out when's the next bus to leave from Palm Springs so I can head on where I was going. Right. And um, the bus, they, they, I think the last bus I had missed, somehow or another, there was, you know, I guess when I get nervous or whatever, when I'm just something, I, I had a, something on my leg. And so Marvin Gaye saw it. It was like a little rash or something. Um, and he treated it and he said he would come back and he would uh, check me out. Mm-hmm. And at that point, he came back to check me out. And then we went for a ride in his car and we went to a park in Palm Springs and we were talking and he asked me who was I following. And I said, I don't follow nobody. <laughs> I'm not following. Nope. I have my friend here, Jason. And she uh, was um, with her daughter, and she knew you, so I'm with her. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay. He said, well, you might as well come on with me and stay with me. 
And I was like, oh, he said, uh, give me your phone number. In fact, call your mom and let her know you're with me. Mm. And I'm saying to myself, huh? My mom? I'm grown. But maybe right. I looked 17. I yeah. heard later that he thought I was 17, but oh, I wasn't. Man. Oh, how old uh, were you? <laughs> how old was I? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was 27. No, he thought you were 17. You look younger, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. he, I think, and I was like, you want my mother's number? Okay, here. <laughs> they called my mom and let her know that I was with him. What did your and mom like, say? Okay. What was your mom's response? I, I didn't know at the time that he thought I was 17, but later on I found out from his best friend, Dave Simmons. Dave Simmons was his best friend, my best friend. Um, he, um, as a matter of fact, he helped wrote with the guy, I can't think of his name, uh, who wrote Divided Souls, the book for Marvin. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so after um, now, was he, he popular, lay, yes, was he popular then? Him. Was Marvin Gaye uh, popular, uh, popular during that time? Or was he, was his oh, yeah. career just started? Yeah, or yeah. he was very Marvin open? Marvin Gaye's been yeah. popular since, since a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, been popular. I'm, yeah, he's been around. He was around a long time. Okay. Um, very popular. He had um, Distant Lover and all those songs yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, and the older songs that uh, were, oh, sucks, uh, Hitchhike, Hitchhike mm-hmm. Baby. He mm-hmm. did, he did uh, what do you call that, with Tammy Terrell? Yeah, I remember um, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah. 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 But he, um, his old songs were like Hitchhike Baby and mm-hmm. Uh, a stubborn kind of fella. I got my mind made up to love you. Oh, Woo. yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Yes. Oh, yeah, oh, I do. Oh. I do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, li- but listen, now, okay, so we're going to go back to when he says, what does he mean by I want you to stay with me? And did your mom, because this is like this grown man. Well, you were grown. So you were grown. Well, I was, you wasn't a, you were an I was adult. 17. Yeah. I found out later that he thought I was 17, but I was 27 Seven. at the time. Right. But and you I didn't know. But you didn't know him. At that time. Yeah, but you and really so, didn't know him like that, though. Uh-huh. So how did you feel about that? It was like, okay, so this man, this superstar, is like asking you, I want you to stay with me. So basically, I want <laughs> you to be my lady. Basically, he's saying that, right? So, but see, I, I wasn't into the fact that he was a superstar. I wasn't into that. Okay. You know, my thing, but I think, I think, and that's, I think the attraction for him was the fact that when I ended up, um, as a matter of fact, oh, I'm, I'm leaving out the part. What happened when, when I ran into my friend, um, <clears throat> excuse me, when I ran into my friend, she was the one with him. And like I said, she said that her, her daughter and his son were the same age and they were, she was with him, you know, just as a friend. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, girl, you know, you, my friend, so let me hook up, you know, with you because, you know, I don't know nobody else in LA and I'm ready to go home. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I kind of hung with her and somehow another right, she took me on his bus. And when she, when we got on the bus, uh, he was sitting there and she introduced us. Mm-hmm. And so I said, hello, you know, pleased to meet you. And then I turned around and looked out the window 
And then I said to myself, oh, my goodness. Oh, that was so rude. Why would I do that? Just hello. And then turn around. Oh, turn my back. It was so, you know, I said, oh, I didn't mean to do that. Mm -hmm. But I was just kind of set up, you know, being in L.A. and all the things that I've gone through. And finally, I run into my friend from Chicago. You know, I wasn't thinking about nothing about, girl, when are y'all going back to Chicago? Because I'm a ride with you. Right, right. Okay. So, <clears throat> right. So anyway, so they were having a party. The bus pulled off and at the hotel. They ended up at the hotel. And Marvin Gaye was just sitting up on top of the, the headboard of the bed. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So y'all having a party. So that means y'all not going back. You know, you're not headed back to Chicago. So I said, let me use the phone. And so I asked Marvin Gaye, could I use the phone? And he said, sure. So I called and I said, uh, when's the next bus to L.A.? Because at this point, we ended up in, there was a cool jazz festival, I think. I don't know where it was, but it was in California. Okay. And uh, there wasn't a bus, so I was like, okay. So eventually, like I said, um, eventually we did get on his bus and end up uh, somehow or another, because we fell asleep on the bus, which had his band, and that was left only two women there. When I woke up, we were in Palm Springs, so that was from San Diego to Palm Springs, mm-hmm. and it was a bus full of women, and so they all, you know, got into Marvin's, you know, yard or whatever, and everybody was having a party with the band, and I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm not having no party. I'm trying to get back to Chicago. And so they kind of talked about me. The band members were like, you know, what are you doing? You know, you're being stuck up. No, I'm just trying to get back to Chicago. Mm-hmm. I asked Marvin Gaye, can I use his phone? And I missed the bus that was going to take me back to L.A. Um, and I could catch the bus back to Chicago. So anyway, so I guess Marvin Gaye um, saw something on my leg. We just chilled by the pool. And he asked me uh, what was on my leg. And he said his son had the same thing on his legs. Uh, I guess I was my legs were in the water or something irritated them. But he put some stuff on my leg and said he was going to come back and check it out. And he did. And then we went for a ride and we were talking. And he asked me who was I following. And I said, I'm not following anyone. I'm just trying to get back to Chicago. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, he, said, he said, well, since, uh, what did he say? He said something about... But since um, you're with me, give me your mother's number so I can call and let her know. And I'm saying to myself, oh. I'm grown. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> anyway, he called my mom to tell her that he was with, I was with him. And we stayed um, <clears throat> in the house in Palm Springs with him and his son. Eventually, his mom came and, uh, you know, was there. And at some point, some, I'm trying to figure out from some point, uh, <laughs> we stayed in in Palm Springs together, okay. and he had a babysitter, and you know I was just you know there, and it wasn't anything that that uh, I think from what I found out from his friend later, uh, Dave Simmons, who I've been his best friend uh, that I've been looking for. So Dave Simmons told me later that of course he thought I was seventeen, so he was kind of trying to not necessarily, you know, be yeah. with me a certain way. Okay. He was just very, you know, being a gentleman. And um, I ended up, <laughs> we ended up staying there mm-hmm. with him. 
it was so interesting. <laughs> so let me ask you this. So did huh? you did you get a chance to sleep with him? Did you we know Marvin Gaye now? Sleeping, nothing else. No sex. No sex. Because no <laughs> his friend later told me why he was trying to be so delicate with me because he thought I was 17. Oh. Okay. So we did, yeah, we did sleep in the bed together and it was interesting because I would fall asleep and I'd wake up and so Marvin would be next to me. Then mm. I, you know, fall back to sleep, wake up again. His son is next to me, the okay. little boy, four years old. Mm-hmm. Wake up again, Marvin's next to me. And then at some point, I wake up again and Marvin's out in the uh, pool side with visitors, you know, to yeah. his home. Okay. Um, there was the babysitter that was there. And I was just, you know, I wasn't really trying to hook up. I was wanting to go home back to Chicago. Okay. <laughs> and um, so at some point, like I said, um, he saw my leg and we went for a ride uh, in Palm Springs and we were talking and he told me that I, he was sent to me. Now, his best friend was cracking up when I told his best friend about this, Dave Simmons. Um, he was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's the line. That's the line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, Marvin asked me to, uh, to give me, to give him my mother's number so he can call and let her know that I'm going to be with him. And I, like I said, I was saying to myself, I'm going to be with him. You know, I just, I didn't know that he thought I was 17. So I didn't understand, but I said, you can call my mother if you want. <laughs> he yeah. called my mom. And so we ended up, you know, being there in the home uh, in Palm Springs. And it was pretty nice. Um, there was a babysitter for Bubby. And um, Bubby didn't want to go to sleep all the time. And something was going on. And I was the only one that could get Bubby to go to sleep. <laughs> mm-hmm. And one thing that Bubby used to do, he used to, no matter what he was doing, and you say, Bubby, do this. And he'll say, how come? Okay. How come, Bubby, get out the border? How come? How come? <laughs> so tell me, what year was this around? What was the year during this time? Oh, this was like 19. As a matter of fact, I have my little transcript, I guess I can call it. It is my, it was 1979. It was my summer. I do have a book that, it's not a book yet because I, it's just a manuscript that I put together. To, you know, so I can recall everything and remember that uh, the title would be My Summer of 1979 with Marvin Gaye. Oh, 79. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. When did it's he pass away? It wasn't going to be nothing. I just wanted to remember, you know, because he was very, he was very um, soft-spoken and, 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 you know, he wasn't aggressive or anything. Uh, such a good-hearted person. You know, he gave, and it was so interesting because I think his mom had come out, and the house was just full of people. And Marvin wouldn't even tell people they got to go home; he would leave. <laughs> and then his mom had to come and say, "Hey, I know who lives here. Everybody else got to go." Yeah. And she would name, you know, me and the babysitter, and it's like, yeah, everybody's got to go. And Marvin would just—he was so. You know, kind and um, you know he had a gentleness about himself. Oh um, wow, that's good to know. Huh? I said that's good to know, Marvin Gaye. You know he was fine. We know that he was fine. 
he can sing. So <laughs> that's why I had to ask you, like, was y'all intimate? Because that, I mean, that brother was fine and he can sing. And we well, have a lot of I his songs. That, you know, well, I think because he thought I was 17. Right. He didn't yeah. want to be aggressive with me. He thought I was 17. And I, you know, because of my, um, my background and, and what people thought or what men thought, you know, I was supposed to be, you know, so hot and everything. I mean, you know, yes, I did do the Jets dinner fold and twice. Nobody's been in it twice. I think I did it in 74 and 80 or something, 1980. Oh, really? And, um, huh? I said, oh, really? Did you? Okay. Yeah, I did the Jets dinner fold. Oh, twice. But, you know, I, I never really thought that I was all that the bag of chips, but everybody else did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, so, you know, it was just, it was just interesting. He was very polite, I guess, you know, like I said, thinking I was 17, you know, he was, he know, that's jail. Is that jail base? Anyway. Anyway, so he was very respectful, even though we did, you know, sleep in the same bed, but his son was there. And like I said, I would fall asleep, wake up and then Bubby's next to me. And then I'd wake up, fall asleep, wake up, mommy's next to me. Then. <laughs> and eventually I would hear a house full of people and the Marvin's out there with this house full of people. Now, how and, long, uh, how long did time, you live with him? Uh, we went, oh, as a matter of fact, in Palm Springs, uh, there was a, uh, oh, he gave me money to go buy all my clothes, brand new clothes, and told me wow. uh, I'm not going to go back to pick up my clothes that I left in LA. And so that was like, uh, I'm not leaving my clothes in L.A., but I didn't say anything. I went and bought clothes. You know, he gave me the money, and uh, the babysitter went with me, and we went shopping, and I don't know what she was doing. Whenever we went to the store, she was telling them, oh, this is Marvin Gaye's wife. I'm like, girl, please, oh. no. Oh, really? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I was like, what is she talking about? Yeah, she's here to shop. I'm like, what is she? I forgot her name. <laughs> but anyway. And he uh, had me on a fast, and uh, we, we drank juice. We always went to, oh, and he used to give me, he would have me in the morning, he would have me hold my hands together, and he would give me all these vitamins. So we were juicing. Oh, wow. Well, we weren't juicing, juicing, but we would buy the juice from the, uh, from the health food store in Palm Springs. And um, I guess at some point, I may have asked him, like, Marvin, what do you want? <laughs> what do you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And but see, once again, I didn't understand that he thought I was the man. He was very, you know, he wasn't being aggressive or anything. Oh, that is really interesting I, to know. So tell us more, uh, Miss Hollywood, about um, <laughs> about uh, Marvin Gaye. Now, how long was it that you actually lived with him? Well, um, like I said, I was always ready to go. <laughs> I was always, all I was trying to do is, is find the next bus that was going to get me out of there. But, you know, during that time, we did, you know, spend time together. I don't remember if it was perhaps maybe just three weeks or, or less. I don't know, because my thing was heading back, um, you know, to uh, Chicago, and his thing, I guess, was me staying with him. But like I said, he thought I was 17. So he was handling me with kid gloves. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. Because 
he didn't want to push anything I could tell because he tried to be, you know, he wanted to get romantic. As a matter of fact, we were trying to find places like, uh, I think one time it was like in a, was it a studio? It was part of this, this house in Palm Springs. Oh, and you know what? I remember he was headed somewhere and he told me, he said, I'm going to the store or whatever. And he said, uh, Wonder Woman was going to come over. And he and I needed to give Wonder Woman because she wanted to buy the house. So I'm like, you know, Marvin used to tease and call people names as far as, you know, not their real name. He may have a name. So he, I thought he was calling the woman Wonder Woman. Okay. <laughs> okay. So he left it someplace. And then the woman came to the door and I opened the door and it was Wonder Woman, the actress. Oh, <laughs> I forgot her name. Linda something. Linda Carter. Oh, Linda yes, Carter. that's her. Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> and, she was, and, and so when I. What's she doing with Marvin? What's she doing with Marvin Gaye? Woman, some name like he always would do. Right. And so when I got to the store and I opened the door and I was like, oh my goodness, it is Wonder Woman. <laughs> So um, I showed her the house because she was interested in buying the house in Palm Springs. So I showed her around and uh, that was that. And then at some point, hmm, girl, let's see, we going way back. Let me see. <laughs> at some point, you know, um, you know, we tried to have time to spend with each other. But once again, he wasn't very aggressive. And I've never been aggressive with a man. A man would have to, hey, you got to lead me the way. That's right. You know, That's right. Women, hey, you know, you Marvin Gaye. No, 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 no. It was like, hey. But then he was trying to, like I said, later on, I found out he thought I was 17. Yeah. So that's why he was trying to just, you know, take take it slow with me. Did you really like Eventually, him? Did you really like him? I mean, did you feel like you loved him? Did you just like him a lot? How was your feelings towards him? Well, that was just that was just it. You know, it's you know, my personality because of perhaps the fact that so many men would you know, like me, I it was hard for me to always make a decision of who I like. If I like somebody, I'm gonna go to them. Um and and I had to be standoffish because I had a lot of men coming at me back in my heydays, as I'll put it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> my heydays. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I always said to myself, I can't date everybody. I mean, who right. would I be if I dated every man that was interested in me? So that was, that was the way that I handled it. It was like, hey, you know, he has to work for it if he wants to, you know, get with me and then I'm quite sure he as Marvin Gaye had to watch what he was doing especially if he thought I was 17. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were both yeah. look we were both the same trying to you know feel the other person out. Right know? right. What is your what was your most memorable experience with him? The most memorable experience um, I know you were saying that he's a very, he was a very gentle man and that's, you know what, that's refreshing to hear because a lot of times when we hear about these stars and, and I'm sure women were always throwing themselves at Marvin Gaye. We, we, I could just, uh, uh, imagine that, but, 
um, just to hear that he was gentle and respectful to you. And, you know, I'm sure he probably wanted you sexually, but he was very careful and things like that. Um, what would you say was the most memorable experience, uh, most memorable time with him that you could share with us? Well, 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 I think the time that we were trying, he was, we were trying to, I guess, you know, the house full of people and people had to leave and he never was the type that would tell people, hey, y'all got to go. His mom came out and she would say, hey, I know who lives here. Everybody else got to get out of here, out, you know. Um, and then what we, I think what he, he was, we, we were trying to, or he was trying to get an intimate time with me, but, you know, the house was always full of some people and we ended up going into, I don't know what it was, was it? in the house I don't remember but it was a private little area and you know we tried to kind of snuggle and hug and you know at that point well he because like I said I was you know even I was 27 my brain was 17 and I looked 17 so he was trying to kind of fill things out I believe oh and, uh, okay <laughs> kind of get, get get a space because it was all these people in in the house and stuff and his mom would be I think she came out once and she just she was the one that was getting folk out like look I know who lives here everybody else got to get out yeah yeah Marvin would go Marvin would instead of telling him people to get out of his house he was just too you know gentle he was a very yeah. gentleman oh, wow. and and as wow. that word gentleman he was a very gentle man okay. um and then of course if you think I'm 17 you know, you're not going to just really come on with it, but we tried. We went in, I remember we went into the studio part, I think, and I guess he was trying to feel out how, you know, romantic I could be or how romantic he could be, but then there was always that little part that, mm, I don't know, because she's not responding right. Oh, you know? okay. And then, <laughs> yeah, uh, like I said, for me, for me, that's you know, I had to always um, not respond to stem lie because a lot of men would approach me. I can't sleep with everybody. Right. Yeah. You know, so no, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't um, coming on to him. And he was trying to fill me out. I think that was, that's the only way I could put it. Okay. And, so um, after, so after, um, when did you leave? Uh -huh. So when, what was the situation where you actually had to leave? And now here you, here you are in California and you was, you was with, uh, um, uh, Marvin Gaye for, you said maybe a period of like three weeks. So what happened, what made you leave and what was, uh, what was from there? What was the next step? Where were you at so, after that? Well, yeah, what happened, uh, in Palm Springs, I believe I'm trying to think. He, I know he told me he just wanted me to be happy. I guess, I don't remember. I said something, and I felt like I heard his feeling. I don't remember. Oh, I think I used to ask him, what did he want? I was like, Marvin, what do you want? You know, and he just was, I want you to be happy. And I was like, oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. I was in the swimming pool. And I remember him asking me something, and I was like, so what do you want? You know, because he was, I guess, trying to be, like I said, He's trying to fill me out at thinking I'm 17 and I'm trying to figure out, you know, I just don't give up all to any man that shows an interest, mm -hmm. not even him. So we both were kind of like standoffish, kind of like, okay, you know that. Eventually, um, 
I'm trying to think, how did I get out of there? Because I had to kind of run away, I remember. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let me think. I don't, I don't remember how I got, how I left. I'm trying to think. I believe that, I think he was going to L.A. Oh, I know. I told him my clothes. And he told me I was going to need brand new clothes. Somehow or another, he went out of town. I think he went to perform somewhere. And I was with his brother. And I did his brother's hair. And then I kept, he kept telling me not to go back to L.A. and get the clothes. But I think once he went on the road, that's when... I rode with someone to go get my clothes after he told me mm. not to. And after that, um, I think that's when I had some friends that were in a studio near his studio, Earth, Wind and Fire. I had friends uh, in that, that group that I knew from Chicago. And so I told them to come get me. And I just kind of snuck out and ran away. I did tell his mom, though. I did tell his mom that I'm, I was leaving. And uh, I had them come and pick me up, and they. It was so like you a, broke his heart. You broke his heart. Uh, you broke his heart. You broke Marvin's heart. <laughs> no. Girl, no, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I don't think so because you know he went out. You know he had. I didn't go on the road with him enough, and I just always stayed there. And you know I was just trying to my plan of escape. <laughs> Yeah, and wow. Yes, I did end up at the studio, and that was my part. And I called his mom. I called his mom, and I told her, you know, I'm, I, I want to go home. Mm -hmm. And uh, I felt so bad. I, I hope I didn't break, you know, his heart or, or whatever, but I had a friend in Earth, Wind, Earth, Wind & Fire studio um, were close, and I told them, no, no, it was Sheila Hutchinson's husband. That's who it was, because Sheila Hutchinson and I went to uh, grammar school together, and her husband knew me from my my cousin. And so I called them when I was at Marvin's studio, and I called them, and I said, hey, you know, come and get me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I did tell Miss Gay, I did tell Miss Gay that I, I wanted to go home. Okay. And uh, okay. they came and swooped me up, and I guess, I don't know, I don't remember after that, girl. We going way back. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But, what an uh, experience, though. I did tell his mom and everything. And uh, I think, oh, I know what I told him. We were together at the studio. And I remember telling he was sitting there just shaking his head um, about Teddy Pendergrass. He thought that, you know, people liked Teddy Pendergrass more than him. And I remember telling him, and he was sitting there and he was saying, oh, the old man is hanging in there. I said, Marvin. I said, you're, 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 what do you mean? The oaks, Teddy Pendergrass? No. I said, you're the innovator. Mm -hmm. And he was sitting there just saying, no, oh, the old man just hanging in there. Mm -hmm. And it's, and so, you know, like I said, at some point we were at the studio and I was able to escape and I felt bad. I called the mom and told her I was, you know, I wanted to go home, okay. you know, okay. it's not like I didn't have an interest, but that's how I am. How can I put it? If man is not aggressive enough to get me in a mood or get me into a relationship, um, I'm not the one. You know, I'm not the one that's going to push it. And that's right. how it was. Right. You know, well, what was you looking for? We did a lot of things. Mm -hmm. We went on a, in the mountains in Palm Springs, there's this area 
And as a matter of fact, I'm going to say this. This area was of, uh, it was called sacred land. And seriously, oh, there was wow. a man that was showing us around in Palm Springs. And uh, there was this area that was, that was sacred. And the only people that can go in this area, which is true, <laughs> uh, the chosen people would be stung, stuck, or stopped, or stumped. If somebody, something will sting you, or you, would, or you would get stuck, or you would get stung. And so the, the little earth man was showing us. So we went into this secret area. Seriously. <laughs> I saw this, this tree. It reached out and stung Marvin. Mm. I saw this. I came back and told, you know, my boss, rest his soul in peace, Purvis man. I told him. I said, no, I, I saw it. I saw the leaf reach out and stick Marvin in the, in the arm. And when we were going into this forbidden area, only where the, the people, what do you call it, chosen people or something. Now, I stumped my toe, and the things, and the tree reached out, the little leaf stuck him. Because when we got into this secret area, this is in Palm Springs, it's, what, 200 degrees? We get in this little area, and it was, like, cool. And we sat there in the water, you know, in this little whatever it was, and... It was cool, and that was I was and the and the you know the Earth Man was telling us this is sacred land, and and only people that are sacred are going to be stung, stuck, or stumped. Wow, interesting. I, I wonder what the name of that is. Curtis um, Man used to joke and say um, he would tell me this joke that he would say yes, you know Rick James thinks he's God and Marvin. Yeah, Rick James thinks he's God, and Marvin Gaye says he speaks with God or something. Uh, Purvis Man used to say, "Rest his soul in peace." Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's um, that was it. I believe once we got back to the uh, studio in um, in L.A. after I was telling him that I wanted to go home, <laughs> I said, "What do you want?" Because <laughs> I think the both of us were like two of a kind. Yeah, you know, I'm quite sure women are aggressive with him, mm-hmm. men are aggressive with me, and I think we were both looking at each other well, well, and then he thought I was 17, so, you know, we tried to be intimate and had, you know, private moments together, but nothing, you know, that went all the way, because, wow. you know, he was probably saying, oh, she's 17, and I'm saying, mm, I'm not none of the women that's easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or who's going to make the first moves? <laughs> who's going to make the first moves? And I told her that I was leaving. <laughs> and um, what happened? Um, I think that was it. I ended up, you know, going on uh, my business. And then there was a time when he came into town. That's what happened. They had something going on in Indiana. And they all, the people, all of his people knew me. So I went to the concert, and they said, whoa, Annette, okay, come on over here. I think he had some manager. And so as um, Marvin was singing Distant Lover, his, his manager, whoever it was, I forgot his name, he said, I want you to go up there and dance with him, Annette. And sure enough, uh, I came out. He was so shocked. Wow. Yes. <laughs> 
and we danced on the stage while we were while he was singing Distant Lover. Oh, yeah, his, his manager, because I heard he was in town, and I felt bad. You know, I had ran away, and and this is like years later. And so the, when the guy forgot his name, he saw me, and he's like, "Oh no!" So when so Marvin evidently this man would always get somebody from the audience to dance with Marvin on Distant Lover. So when he saw me, he was like, oh, my goodness. And he just pulled me, come on. And when Distant Lover came on, he walked me on the stage. And Marvin looked, and I looked at him, and then we danced on the stage on Distant Lover. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, my goodness. That's that's it right there. <laughs> that's it. I would have been done. Done. <laughs> I, but you know what? It's interesting that I just remembered that because the time that this, the first part happened was in 1979. And then this is like, was this 1980-something? Was it 82? He had a concert in Chicago somewhere. No, it wasn't in Chicago. It could have been Indiana, someplace. And the guy kept telling me, come on. It was his friend. I, can't, I mean, the I don't think it was his manager, but... I can't think of this man's name. He kind of introduced him all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, when he saw me, he said, oh, my goodness. And he took me and he made sure that when he got ready to sing Distant Lover, he couldn't wait to send me on the stage. Evidently, that was what Marvin would do. They would, he would bring a girl up. When he brought me up, Marvin looked and smiled like, oh, oh my Wow, he sounds yeah. just such a just a gentleman. He just sounds just so I don't know, just someone that well, you will want to know. You know, he, this is not like you yeah, said, this that quality of not being aggressive. You know, he had a mischievous spirit. He was like kind of mischievous to me. Oh, oh, was yeah. he? <laughs> that's that's how I felt about it. I said, I think he's just mischievous. When he saw me, he looked, and I looked. And then he, we danced on the stage. I forgot all about that. Oh, I wish they had a video of that. That would have been priceless. A video of that would have been priceless. Wow. They probably do somewhere. Somebody has it somewhere. Somebody took a video. I know what it, it had to be. I don't know. But yeah, in the 80s, yeah. Someone, they were taking still videos of those concerts. Yeah, I think what it was, he had come into Indiana or something. I'm not sure where it was, but he was there. And then I said, okay, I'll, you know, because he hadn't seen me since 1979. And so that's why his guy, I forgot that man's name. He, when he saw me there at the concert, he said, oh my goodness. And he took my hand. And when he went into Distant Lover, he walked me on the stage. And Marvin looked at me and I looked at him. And and we just danced. Wow. We just danced. Wow. Thank you for I sharing that. that girl. You made wow. Wow. That is beautiful though. That's beautiful. Wow. I mean, this is awesome. I little, yeah, I have a little small manuscript, you know, because it was just a little bit of time that we were, you know, together when I lived with him. I I think maybe I stayed there for three weeks or whatever before I was ready to, to go. Because mm -hmm. it was just too many people coming. I'd go, oh, yeah, I'd go to sleep. 
and Marvin would be next to me. I wake up and then Bubby's next to me. I go to back to sleep, Marvin's there. I wake up, Bubby's there. Then the next time I'd wake up, he's house full of people. Wow. House yeah. full of people. He never, he never put anybody out. He would leave. Mm-hmm. And I remember when his mom came. Oh yeah, and she taught me this this um the mom came. And she had these games that she would play, and she taught me, and I brought them back home. It was interesting, little private games that were cute. They were cute little games that she she had, that she did. Um, and um, Do you like remember? Said, Marvin didn't want to put nobody out. He would leave. Mm-hmm. He would go sleep on the, on the, uh, by the pool. Oh, and his nieces. Oh, my goodness. His sister, Sweetie, had two daughters. And, you know, when he was killed, I was in California. I went to the house on Gramercy. And those girls, when I met them, they were, were they like 11 and 12? Because they came out to Palm Springs. His sister uh, brought his, you know, the two nieces. And not, like I said, 1979. When did he get, he was killed in 84, I believe. Um, and they were little girls. When I went to the house on Gramercy, like everybody else, people were saying, oh, no, send her to where the family is. When I got to the police station, his, the girls, his two nieces that were 11 and 12 were grown. Mm-hmm. And so, because we're talking from 79 to 84, was it, when he was killed? Anyway, when I got there, those girls saw me and they looked at me. I didn't know they remembered me. They said, Annette, they were crying. They just were crying. crying. I just didn't believe those young ladies remembered me. I was like, oh, my goodness. And I didn't know people when I got to Gramercy Place. I didn't know that people knew that I knew him. They were like, she goes with the family. Oh, wow. Where the family was. Isn't that something? Yeah. 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 I don't know how the person, whoever said it, I didn't know how they knew me. Yeah. You know? Well, they remember you being there. You know, they remember you and they probably know, he probably spoke of you, you know? And so if he spoke of you in high respect and high regards, they remember that. Just like the guy that you said said, hey, you know, go up on the stage with him. So, you just never know what oh, impact yeah. you made, you know, yeah. in this life. You just yeah, never that, know. Yeah, I don't I don't know because I had neither had in but somebody knew something, right? Somebody knew something and said she goes with the family. And then they sent me to the police station and uh, that's where his nieces saw me. And that was when in the eighties and the last time they saw me was seventy was seventy nine. I was shocked that they knew me and they were grown girls mm-hmm. then. Cause they were 12 when they were when when we were in Palm Springs, and they were in 79, 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, six years later. And you remember me? I was shocked. Yeah. They were like, man, and they were hugging me and crying. Uh, wow. when we went to the police station when you know he was killed or how, whatever. Yeah. And because um, wasn't he killed by his dad? Well, the story says, but the inside story was a little different his best friend now his best friend and I became friends Dave Simmons I've been looking for my Dave Simmons very nice guy as a matter of fact he and he and Marvin between Marvin Dave Simmons and his brother 
something happened, I think when his mom had passed and they came to my apartment and Marvin, I don't think Marvin came. It was, it was, it was um, Dave, Dave Simmons and his brother. But when they came into my apartment uh, in California, I think the mom had passed then. Uh, they, when they walked in, they both looked like Marvin. And it just scared me because they both looked like him. And wow. they came in saying, Mama's, Mama's, Mama's dead or something. And I was like, oh, my goodness. But um, the girls, I was, they were 12. And then when I saw them back in, you know, from 79 to 84, I think when wasn't that when he was killed or he died. Um, they remembered me at the police station. They saw me and they said, and man, and they were crying. I didn't know that they remembered me. Wow. So, <laughs> well, thank um, you so much, yeah, Annette. Yeah, thank you. you know, I, yes, thank you so much. Yeah, but thank you. I, you know, there's so much more that you told me about, but it looked like we're running out of time. But I, yeah. I mean, because I know that you um, also met uh, David Ruffin and um, Lionel Richie and even Smokey Robinson. So I'm just going to ask you to come back again. I hope you don't mind because, I mean, I don't know too many people who have met us, uh, Marvin Gaye. And just to have some insight on someone personally who can share with us what kind of man he was. We know that his voice was just, he was like an angel singing. I mean, his voice was, uh, it was mesmerizing. And his music was just, I mean, it made an impact on everyone. Come on, Marvin Gaye. So just to know that what kind of man he was and to hear about your experiences with him. Wow, you know. So yeah, and thank you, know, you for sharing. He never, he never believed that he was as important as he was is what you're saying. He didn't know that. He didn't believe that. Oh, you know, he, would, he would say things like, oh, the old man is hanging in there. And I had to tell him the last time I saw him, as a matter of fact, I told him, I said, Marvin, oh, that's right. Teddy Pendergrass was out. So he figured, oh, they all like Teddy Pendergrass. And I'll never forget. I told him, I said, Marvin, I said, you're the innovator. Mm -hmm. Teddy Pendergrass is coming behind you. That's right. <laughs> I was like, and he just, and he sat there and said, oh, the old man, I'm hanging in there. The old man's hanging in there. <laughs> and I think, I think the relationship between he and I, we were too much alike. We would beat up on ourselves. Okay. And I think he was that, yeah, I would try to encourage him as he encouraged me, but we didn't encourage ourselves. <laughs> okay. 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 But yeah. wow. I mean, just to, to have that experience too. And it looks like you added something to his life as well, which is good. You know, you added something, even if it was a, a, a foundation, of, he felt grounded maybe with you. And, you know, I'm sure he was used to women throwing themselves at him. And, and you know, sometimes it's just good. And, you know, just someone is there and, and not doing that. So maybe he just had to get used to like not someone that's not throwing themselves at him. You know? <laughs> so, um, but thank you. The other perspective for the other perspective is that he thought I was 17. Yeah, right, helped. right. That kind of helped. And, and for him to have self-discipline. Yeah, <laughs> but to have self-discipline because, you know, you have some men, they don't care. They would just have been going out there and just did whatever and took advantage of you. 
um, but he they had that self-discipline and was very careful. And so that's honorable. You know, that's an honorable thing. But well, um, you, you know that wife that he did, the young girl, remember when, I don't know if you remember the song that, that uh, oh, shucks, Anna Gordy, his first wife was Gordy's uh, sister. I believe it was the, uh, Gordy. Uh, sister, Barry Gordy's sister, Anna Gordy, he married her, and she was an older woman, and when he found the next girl who was 17, she was young, um, the one that he married and had Bubby by, um, Anna Gordon had that song, he had to say that, sing that song about that young girl's gonna cost you. She was married to Barry, Gordy's, Barry Gordon's sister, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, right. really? Yeah. Okay. Yes, okay. yes. And she, she had him write that. I mean, I don't know if she had him write the song, but there was a song he had to sing that that young girl's going to cost you, you know, because he cheated with the, the one that had Bubby, the one that had the baby. Oh, okay. Okay. And I don't know what happened. I don't remember what happened to her because he had Bubby and she was, uh, she was, uh, she would, oh, that's right. She would call. He would call in Palm Springs and Mark. I just want to take the time to thank Miss Hollywood for sharing her story with us. You know what? We just kept talking. So I'm just sorry, you all. You kind of missed some parts, but that's okay. I am going to ask Miss Hollywood to come back and share with us even more experiences that she had as she met some very, very prominent uh, celebrities. Um, in her lifetime. And so I just thank her so much for sharing with us. And I thank you for joining us today. And you know what? Before we go, you know I got to do it. I'm going to say a blessing in your life. You are blessed, prosperous, redeemed, forgiven, talented, creative, motivated, valuable, free, determined, equipped, empowered, anointed, accepted, and approved. You're not average and you're not mediocre. You are a child of the most high God and you will become all you was created to be. In Jesus name, amen, amen. I pray that for you, sis. I really do. And you know what? If you have a story that you want to share on my podcast, get in touch with me. You can find me at standing inside myself, the number six at gmail.com. We all got some rich history behind us. We all had some some experiences, some funny, some sad, some exciting. And so if you do have any story that you want to share on the podcast, just get in touch with your sister here and we will talk about it. Thank you again, Miss Hollywood. Man, I'm telling you, Marvin Gaye, mm, he was just my kind of man. I'm telling you. So I thank her so much for sharing her story. And, and I will be speaking to you next time. Love you. Goodbye. have been listening to beautifully seasoned with katrina if you enjoyed the show be sure to share with another sister never miss an episode you will find us on spotify anchor fm apple podcast google podcast and all other podcast platforms check out our website www.beautifullyseasonedyou.com 
Katrina Story, Standing Inside Myself, a journey of self-love, wisdom, power, and purpose. Available on Amazon. You can also reach out to Katrina with your comments or life coaching requests to standinginsidemyself6 at gmail.com. 